be back here once again and uh, another opportunity for us to hear a portion of God's word and uh, I always uh, like that uh, song psalm and uh, the phrase uh, that uh, the Lord is our joy giver and the apple of my eye and that should be the relationship that we have should have with God and with Christ as well because as uh, that phrase I learned that phrase when I 20 years ago more than 20 years ago and the real meaning of that phrase is that we're so close to God we're so close to our wives or husbands that we can see our reflection in their eyes and that is the meaning of that phrase that you are the apple of my eye you are on my eye because we're so close that I can see my reflection on your eye and that should be the relationship that we have with God and uh, another one uh, opportunity is for for me to let others know that trusting in God with all uh, with all of our lives and leading not on our own understanding that is one of the many scriptures many verses to, uh, that is one of my favorites Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 and wherever we are it is always good to have my wife with me and uh, remember the first time that I told her that I wanted to go to uh, preach and we have a six-month-old baby and going to a place where we haven't been Memphis Tennessee it's not a good place by the way <laughs> when we were there but uh, uprooting ourselves and going to that place for two years is not easy but we trusted in God and wherever we are went to the Philippines for eight years came back again to Canada 2008 and wherever we are and uh, it is a great testament for uh, for trusting in God and I know it's not just me but everyone here that uh, have trusted in God have the same mindset that it is not our own but it is God and one thing one uh, hymn that I have learned as well in Memphis when I was there is that the Lord will always find a way for us and uh, he surely found a way for us to be here well not on the road on the land but in the air or else it will be a long time to, to reach this place but we are thankful to the to the leadership of this congregation for uh, being uh, able to uh, bring us here not just me but my wife as well and my second time to be here it's, it's always great I have also asked my wife for a, uh, a good uh, title for the sermon this morning. And I told her, uh, this is the title, original title that I have. What do you think? Well, they will know what you will say. And then uh, I, about a week ago, I told her this uh, title. Are you playing hide and seek with God? says probably that will catch their attention and uh, have you, are you also familiar with this phrase familiarity breeds contempt if we are so familiar with one topic in our minds 
every day, every day we see it, every day, every week, every month, every year we see it, that it's just so natural that doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I know some of us have at least uh, one time, if you're not a Filipino, you have known someone that is a Filipino. And in the Philippines, we have, we have this verse, John 3.16, that they love this verse so much that if a carabao, a water buffalo, have bumpers on it, they will stick it there. They love this phrase. And who would not? It tells us about the love of God for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. And sometimes we see this verse. And oh, it's just a natural verse. I can even, uh, I, I memorized it. Right? I can even tell you what it is. But to, be actually know, to be actually know that word, those words that are written in there. And that's just one of those uh, verses that we can just say, oh, I have memorized it, but what does it really mean to me? And then there is this also another verse that uh, we wanted to understand is that it is also possible to have this. And the phrase, uh, the second one is, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It is in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. And this is the particular verse that I want for us to focus on this morning. What does it really mean to seek first the kingdom of God? Or are we just playing hide and seek with God? God, I'm doing well this month. I'm doing well this year. I'm doing well this day. That I would like for you to hide for now. And I will seek you when I need you. Is that how we play with God? Is that how we deal with God? What does it really mean to seek first the kingdom of God? And this is a very phrase that should not lose the meaning to each one of us. We need to understand this. Seek ye first. But I would like for us to to focus on this and I would want for us to really dig deeper and understand better and have this phrase have this verse Matthew 6:33 means more mean more to us as we go along and hold on to this verse and really focus on what does it mean to really seek the kingdom of God and just like I have said, I would like for us to focus on these things. It says there, seek. What does this mean? What does this mean? Uh, really, what does this uh, word really mean? Seek. Tells us that something has been lost. If we are to seek something, just like the game, hide and seek. Someone has to hide first before you can seek them. Or else it defeats the purpose of the game. Oh, you're there already. But what are the, those things that are lost? Three things that I would like for us to focus here. First is, our innocence has been lost. In Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, it says there, All have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. That's the innocence that is lost. What else? What is there? Uh, what else has been lost? 
It is our fellowship with God. It is not just the innocence, but it is also the fellowship. In Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2, that is what Isaiah is mentioning. That is what Isaiah is telling us. What does he say? But your iniquities have separated you between you and your God, and your sins have hid this face from you that he will not hear. We have lost our fellowship with God. And that he would not even hear our prayers. And go down to Acts chapter 10. That's what happened with Cornelius. His prayers, he is a very, very uh, devout guy. But his prayers are just like uh, a smoke to God, a memory to God. Doesn't even reach him. He had to do something. Fellowship has been lost. And what else? It is not just the innocence. It is not just the fellowship. But also hope has been lost. That At that time, you were without Christ. Being aliens from the uh, commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Without hope. And without God in this world. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. There's the third one that we have lost. Hope. Seek, because there's innocence that has been lost, fellowship that has been lost, and hope that has been lost. But what else does it mean? Seek also, it is not just implies that there is something has been lost, but it is an action word. I remember my mother, when uh, we were smaller, when, they, when she would ask me for something, so she, she would ask us for something. And then I would not want to do anything else. Where is it? I can't find it. Usually my mom would say, don't look with your mouth, look with your eyes. And that's what we always say. It should be an action word. You need to seek, you need to go out there and find it. Look for it. We cannot find God just sitting down. We cannot, just, we cannot find God and let others do the work for us. We need to do something for us. But it is not just that. Seek, says there, you. To whom was Jesus speaking? This, was, this scripture was taken... From Matthew chapter 5 and then chapter 7, it is known as the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew chapter 5, the very beginning of this uh, uh, scripture, says there, when he saw the multitude, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came to him. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 1. That is the beginning of it. And when all the disciples were there gathered, he first mentioned the Beatitudes. This is what you need to be. And then he mentioned about being salt of the world and light of the world. Our, uh, what should be uh, the world, what would the world should expect from us, our influence. And then he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. See? Ye, it is. 
God, when Christ started that Sermon on the Mount, he always encouraged man to seek him. Always encouraged man to seek him. When Moses took Israel out of Egypt, and they were at the borders of the land of promise after just about two years from Egypt. And they did not uh, believe God. They did not have faith in God. That they would say, we cannot and we will not be able to take this land. Because they were bigger than us. They have walled cities. They will just eat us up. So God added 38 more years. And then they were able to uh, go around the wilderness. To finish off that generation that did not believe God. And then when they are back again in that place. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 29. What does it say? But if thy, but if thou from thence will seek my face, ye will find it, if thou will seek it with your heart and with your soul. That is the key to seeking God. With your heart and with your soul. It's a good encouragement to each one of us. And in Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, what does it say there? If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear them from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It's always with the whole heart. It is always with the soul. This is how we are to God. This is how we need to be with God. Seek God and His testimonies, it says there. Seek His face evermore. Psalm 105 and verse 4. And going to the New Testament, what does it say there? In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. In verse 1, it describes what faith is. And this is what we need. This is the basic foundation of our being Christians, the faith. What does, God, what does uh, the Hebrew writer say? Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to him must come to him, must know that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that what? That diligently seek him. These are not the persons that we say, where is God? Can you let me know when you found him and then I will go there? No. Diligently seek him. I always remember playing hide and seek. I don't, I don't just stay in one place. I need to go and find them. That's how it is with God. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Why are these important to me? Because no one can do for us what God requires of us. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 20. I cannot, even how 
wealthy I am. I cannot pass on that seeking. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, we are reminded by the Apostle Paul, as he wrote to the Corinthian brethren, that one day we will face Christ. Each one of us will face Christ at the last day. And we will give an account for everything that we have done in our body, whether it be good or bad. It is me facing Christ that time. I will not be able to find any lawyer that will be there for me. I cannot pay anyone so much money that he will be there for me before Christ. No, it is me. No one can do that but me. Seek him. And that is what we need to understand. That we are what we need to be. And I would, for everything else, says here in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 38. What does it say there? It is very important for us to know this. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 38. says there, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth me is not worthy of me. Did you, did you read into that? He that taketh not up his own cross and follows me. He's following Christ, but he's not taking his cross with him. What does Christ say to those people? It's not worthy of me. Why? The Apostle Paul reminded the Galatians as well. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 5. Why is that important for me? For everyone should bear anybody else's burden? No. It says therefore everyone should bear his own burden. This is me. I need to seek. This is pointing at me. I need to do it. it says there, it is not just seek ye. It says there, first. God will not accept second place. And that is the first commandment that God told Moses. To let the Israelites know. Is, uh, Exodus chapter 20, verses 3 to 5. You need to worship me alone. No, nothing else should be there with me. I am number one. God will not accept second place. And that we need to understand. People say, well, let me first do this and then do that. And then I will focus my mind on you, Lord. No. That is what happened in uh, Matthew chapter 8, 21 and 22. One of, the, uh, one of the disciples asked Christ, well, I will follow you, Lord, but let me bury my father first. What did Christ say? Let the, bury the, uh, let the dead bury the dead. Well, that is an interesting thing, if we would look at it. The bury, bury their dead? Christ is saying that if we wanted to be with him, we need to do everything that we can to let him know through our actions 
that that is our commitment to him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. See, love is shown through the priority that we give things. It does not mean that, well, I don't love my parents anymore. But there are times that not bad blood, but there are some misunderstanding with the choices that we will make as we serve God. But we will understand that. And there are times that it might seem that we do not love our brethren anymore. But in time, they will understand that they are the purpose of why God sent his son. We need to have this in mind. We need to understand this. Sometimes we, we look at it as, well, I, I know you have, uh, you have been uh, uh, studying the book of Ecclesiastes. And that is what Solomon said. The conclusion of the matter is this. Fear God and keep his commandment, for that is the whole duty of man. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13. And that is what we need to understand also. We need to have that proper understanding of God's word. How do we love God? How do we prioritize God? In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, if we love the world so much, the love of the Father is not in us. How are we to love God if we are so into this world? And Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 reminds us, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You need to be higher than the world so that you will be able to understand that perfect, complete will of God for us. If we think as the world thinks, it doesn't make any difference because they do not love God as we do, as we should. We need to understand that. Love God with all our hearts, with all our minds, and with all our soul. I wanted to thank God always for Christians who always go to the Word of God for guidance. Reading the Word of God and having an understanding, okay, this is how it needs to be. How do we prioritize our lives here on earth? I cannot answer that for you. We answer that for ourselves. But it is not just that. It says there, seek ye first the kingdom. The kingdom of God. But what is the kingdom of God? See, we could fill in the blank. If it just says, if it just said, well, seek ye first. Seek ye first what? But the Lord is very specific. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. See, the New Testament opens up with 84 preachers declaring the kingdom of God. There was John the baptizer. There was Christ 
There were the 12 apostles, and then there were the 70 that were uh, sent out. What are they preaching? That the kingdom of God may come. Be ready. Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand, says there. And this is what we need to seek, says there. We need to seek the kingdom first. What is the kingdom? says there in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. Who hath delivered us from darkness, from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The kingdom is already there. Past Acts chapter 2, the kingdom is already in existence. See, in Mark 9, Mark chapter 9 and verse 1. Speaking to the disciples. Speaking to the apostles. Christ says that you. Some of you are still standing here. That will be able to witness. The coming of the kingdom. It says there some of you might. Because Judas was not there. When the kingdom came. In Acts chapter 2. Unless. Because there are some. Who believe that the kingdom has not been here. Is not yet in existence. Unless there are apostles that are 2,000 years old. That should be the case. But I doubt it. Kingdom has already been here. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28. Wherefore we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. says there. And John also, John chapter, uh, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 9. He was a member of that kingdom. He was part of that kingdom, John said. Kingdom as already here. We need to seek it. We need to find it. And when we find it, we need to, take, to be part of it. And maintain being part of that kingdom. See, we need to understand this. That is what we have. And that is what we need to understand. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. says there. Righteousness. What does it entail? What does it include? What can I know more about this? Should not be the case just as we are. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We should not seek our own righteousness. It is not me. We should not be like the Gentiles. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 3. says, therefore, they being ignorant of God's righteousness. And going about to establish what? Their own righteousness. We should not establish our own righteousness. We should not have that mindset that, well, this is what God wants. This should be what God, this should be what we need to do because probably this is what God thinks of me. This is what God thinks of how we should serve Him. No. It's already here. First Timothy 3, 16, 17. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. What? That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished 
and to every good work. If we wanted to have good works, we know where to get it. And if we know where to get it, we should go there to be able to understand, to be able to go there and get what has God told us to do. Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. The secret things belong to God. But these things that he has given us belongs to us. We can read a lot of books. Every month we read books. How come we cannot read these books? And understand this. To know what is the righteousness of God. Where is the righteousness of God? We all know that the Apostle Paul was not. He is not ashamed of the gospel. Romans 1.16. For it is the power of God. Salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Why Paul? Why are you not ashamed of the gospel? And he answers it quickly. In verse 17. Why? For therein is the righteousness of God. Revealed from faith to faith. If I wanted to know more about the righteousness of God. Then I need to know more about this gospel. I need to understand more about what he plans for me to do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. But why do I need to be reminded of these things? I remember when we were in Memphis, it's always easy to tell people to preach the word of God. But to let them know why it has been preached. That's the trick. How do I need to get all these things? And how do I need to use them as I go about my life here on earth? Why do I need to be reminded of these things? It's easy. It says there, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things. Well, I don't think about the size of the house, but I get, you know, I, I know you got the idea. Roof over your, our heads, clothes on our backs, food on the table. God knows what we need, even before we ask it. And I know all the parents have that same idea. Our kids, well, I used to say our children. Our children should not, would not be able to ask us for anything because we know what they need. But the want, that's another thing. There are things that they want, but they do not need. And they do not understand that yet. But God knows what we need. Why do I need to know this? Why do I need to seek Him first? Why do I need to seek His kingdom and His righteousness? So all these things will be added unto me. All these things. See, God has the ability to take care of each one of us. And he will always do that. He will not only take care of us this side of eternity, 
but he will take care of us the other side of eternity. Why am I doing this? We are and we should. It's an action word. Let's not seek with our mouths. Let's start doing it. Let not this word be one of those. These words, this scripture, be one of those scriptures that we can just pass by. Oh, I memorized that. That's it. No. It needs to have meaning for me. Christ mentioned it. Christ reminded that to me. We need to do it as well. May we always remember Matthew 6.33 as we should know it. As we should understand it. May this passage never lose its meaning to each one of us. May we not play hide and seek with God as we live a Christian life here on earth. God is always there to be found. But there are times that we hide God if everything is going well with us. Let not that be the case. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you.